I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Howdy, folks. Hope you're having a good day today. So before we begin, I actually have several shout-outs I need to take care of. So the first shout-out that I'd like to give is to Miss Joy Henderson. Joy has known me for a very long time, and she's actually one of my good friends. And she's raised a fine young man, and he is one of my friends, and he is a great guy. So Joy, you're a great person, and you're one of the few friends who I love, and thank you because I will give you the be- continue to give you the best hugs that you will ever see. Now, the second shout-out that I would like to give is to the Axums. The Axums have been my mom's friends for a very long time, and we've known them since, since i known them since birth. Now, I haven't known them that well, but they are really good people, and they're all really nice, and they did look after me when I was younger, and I wasn't smart enough to realize it. But now, as I'm older, I do realize they did look out for me. So, thank you guys, and I appreciate all the looking out for me, and I appreciate you guys listening to my podcast. So, thank you very much for everything. The final shout-out that I'd like to give to is a woman named Adria Nassen. Adria is a 33-year-old woman who is somewhere in this world, and she works for the Herald Times and is a part-time columnist, and she read my story and loved it. She also has an article on IU's campus, so and on her story of autism. So, And I did read, and it's a pretty darn good story, so I highly recommend you guys check it out. So, Adria, thank you for listening. I appreciate it, and I'm glad that you are making a difference in this world like me. Now, on to business. Now, before we get to business, I just thought of a song, and I apologize, but I gotta let this out of my system like 103 in My Way or the Highway. So, taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every day. All right, but anyway, so this episode will be about anxiety because anxiety is with autism because I can guarantee you if you get autism, you will also get some anxiety, whether it's major or minor, because anxiety is a way of feeling that we just cannot help, and we would love to help, but we just cannot, and it's a feeling that our brain is controlled by it. It's controlled by everything. It's controlled by the brain to the neurons, and the neurons will not stop the anxiety. I mean, it wants us to, but it just cannot, and the brain wants to, but the neurons always win the battle. Now, the definition of anxiety is the feeling of fretting or nervousness or worrisome, which is about an event or something with not knowing about the outcome. And here's the deal, too. Everyone has it, but everyone either frets, worries, or gets nervous with or without autism because anxiety is real. It's a real feeling that does not get addressed a lot in my eyes. But I think we're getting better as time goes on, and I think it'll be a lot better in 2030, but we got to take the steps to do that. But anxiety is a feeling. It's a big feeling in the autistic world and in the regular world. And unfortunately, I don't think it gets addressed enough like it should do. I am one of the few who does address anxiety because it's a real feeling, like I said a million times. It's real. And that anxiety, it's a part. I mean, anxiety is just a big part of the autistic world, and that's why I'm doing an episode of this, but it's one of the major ones. It might be bigger than some of the previous episodes, but I don't think it's as big, but it's one of the few big ones. I can guarantee you that. And whatever happens, though, the anxiety will, can be either big or major or one of the smallest anxiety attacks you'll ever see in your life. I think we have to strive over this every day because as autistic people, we are people who have anxiety and everyone has it, but I think we have it a lot worse than someone without autism. And brain wiring is the issue because brain wiring every day when we have anxiety, it's like it's trying to battle with us and it's pounding like, like it's trying to pound hard, and it, but we just cannot overcome it. And I get, can, can guarantee you, if you have autism, you will be born with it since your birth. I can promise you that. And someone who does have it, or someone who does not have autism could probably calm down sooner because 
when we have the anxiety, we might obsess about it over a day or two weeks, and it might take a while, but this person who doesn't have autism might just take a few hours, but it might take a little while for the anxiety to calm down, but I personally don't have a problem with the anxiety as long as it calms down eventually. If it never calms down, then by the end of the month, you might need some help from a, from a specialist. Anxiety can also happen internally and externally because when someone has autism, autism, their anxiety can be internally, and it's just like, uh, 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 like they're shaking up, their body's like shaking up, and they're basically turning into a belly dancer. But the external meltdowns, they're huge ones. Those are the ones that you will probably see in Aldi's or in Kroger. Those are the big ones that we should help instead of looking at them dead in the eye and looking at them with sass. And it can also happen in the drop of dime. I mean, one minute we're happy, and then the next minute with a snap of our fingers, we're having anxiety over a meeting that happened and that didn't go well or a pitch idea that just or a situation and that idea just happened because we got bored and that also happens too because when we are bored it mainly happens because the way autistic people like to live their life is to keep their mind occupied and if their mind is not occupied for a good long time then chances are they'll have anxiety because they want to think like i said in 108 thinking through because when they are bored, they like to think. I mean, that's when we analyze is when we are bored. And when we're bored, that anxiety will lead us to maybe go into a mental, mental hospital if we're not careful. Something else that can happen if you're not careful is people with anxiety could have an anxiety attack. And anxiety attacks are attacks of fear of something. And it is mainly used when anxiety is overloaded. Because when that anxiety goes overloaded and our brain just explodes like a boom then it's just like, God dang it, God dang it, God dang it, God dang it. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Uh, uh. And we cannot move on. And we might have an attack where we're just like hitting our heads or just doing something that's not acceptable in the world that, and that people would look at us like, why are you doing this, you know? And that would be an anxiety attack. And for more information on that, see the video below that I'm going to, the first video that I'm going to post in a little while. Also with anxiety attacks, they could be deadly and you may have to do something about it. I mean, you may have to throw your child on the floor and pin them down for a while until they are calmed down. And I don't want you to go there. I myself have been there a while, but I never want you to go there as parents. I don't want the parents to pin your child down like a WWE wrestler would have to. I mean, I hope you don't have to pin them and don't pin them and don't have the dad be the referee and count like one, two, three. But anyway, if you have to pin them for a little bit to calm them down until they are doing something right and being able to move on, then that's what you have to do. And Parents, there will be no shame in that. I can promise you. Do not be ashamed to pin your child for your safety. Now, you always probably also wonder, how do we feel about anxiety? What goes in our brain when we have anxiety? How does the anxiety feel? Or how does the anxiety attack feel? The answer to all those questions will be in the video below. And I'm going to have the video do all the talking for you on this particular case and topic. Now, anxiety, like I said a while ago... Is something that we wish us up, but it's like when anxiety happens, we are tired and we are not ourselves because anxiety makes us con makes us uncontrollable and it makes us not who we are. It makes us um, it can also make us, if we're not careful, a man possessed or even a woman possessed. I hope you guys don't become possessed, but if you do, so be it. But anyway, the analogy I like to think of this, it's like ice cream melting for real because when the anxiety is happening, that's when the ice cream is melting. That's when we're in the sunlight and the ice cream is going. It's kind of like the brain melting. It's like our ice cream is being a strawberry-flavored ice cream, and the brain's going, and then when we're done having anxiety, we're just tired, and we're tired from all the stressing we're doing, and the ice cream is finally melted, 
and it's like the brain is finally melted, and we're just tired because the anxiety can lead to stress, and we're just tired, we feel overloaded, and we just want to go in our beds and take a big, long nap. Another way you can think of this is kind of like the Wizard of Oz melting, and the only reason why I had this is because I had a dream a while back ago about the Wizard of Oz, or the evil Wicked Witch, and she's one of my favorite characters, unfortunately, in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, but anyway, it's like that because when she says, help, I'm melting, help, help, then that's what we're thinking when the brain's melting, but when we're finally melted, we're just tired, and we're just feel like brain dead, kind of like the Wicked Witch did when she died, it's kind of like that, but instead of being actually dead, we're just brain dead. Anxiety could also be considered a cancer or a mind because when anyone has anxiety, then it's like a minor cancer that we have because I didn't even think about that. And we are, and it's like cancer. And we are out of it like cancer because it's real. I didn't because the video below that, the TED Talks video, which is the third video below, I think, is that's what it talked about. And I didn't even think about anxiety being cancer. So that video will teach you something about anxiety. Because that is, it is like cancer. I didn't even think about that. And it's a sad thing to say, but it's true. Except we're not dying from it. We're just mainly just tired. And it's a minor cancer because that can't, that minor cancer can whoop us to the ground. Just like it could to a, to, just like regular cancer can. But it doesn't like make us dead. It's just, it whoops us to the ground to the point of being brain dead and just tired all the time. Now, there are many cases in the world that can cause anxiety. Some examples are school stress. And what I mean by this is if we're stressing over a math class or an English class, a social studies class, or a science class, or any elective class that we take in that school, then that can cause us stress because right now, if you're a junior, then I applaud you for not being stressed because junior year is the hardest year. And you, no matter what point of grade you're in, you will come through a tough time in your school living. No matter if it's elementary, middle, or high, in each grade, I bet has a hits a stress certain point, has a stress day, and that day can leave us to have some anxiety over it being good or a bad assignment or just any type of anxiety, or can even bring us back to the past of assignments that we failed or just any social situation that we are stressing over, and it mainly brings us back to the past of school. Another place. That, it caught, that anxiety can cause. And it's not just school. It can also be as an adult's work. This is mainly for adults, for you parents out there and people who have anxiety. But anyway, the workplace can also cause stress because if you have a deadline that needs to be met or your boss has told you something you have to do and it makes you worry something that may not be the right thing to do, that can cause you some stress because if it's not right or if it's not good enough, your boss could fire you and then you lose everything. I mean, I don't want you guys to go down that path and... If you're fired or or Vince McMahon has to say like Vince McMahon would say, you're fired, then in that case, I mean, that's what I would feel like. I mean, I would feel anxiety worth over my work due if you don't give me a good timeline or a good pro- due date that I'll have plenty of time. And in probably likely cases, I might get fired, but I would try my best. And I would like you guys to try the best to the to your capability and... Do it no matter what your boss says, because whatever your boss says, the boss rules, and the whatever you, the boss says, the boss goes by. Another thing that can cause anxiety is relationship stress, and this goes for anyone with anxiety, boys, females, no matter what gender you are, because if you're in a right relationship that's bad for you, and you just cannot let it go because of something that you think, then chances are you're going to have anxiety, because 
you might lose someone that you love or so, or the one person that you had a heart for. And I mean, it would be a hard thing to do, but in relationship stress, that's going to cause you anxiety. And the best thing for you to do there is, is to break up with her or with him because I don't want you guys to have anxiety over a situation where you're not happy. Now, if you can't help it, then I guess have, continue having anxiety. I mean, that's your choice, but do what's best for you. That is an anxiety. And I want you right now with the relationship, if you're not happy and you're listening to this episode, to make the decision whether to break up or not and then just to move on with your life and be a single man. And then, as they say, are you single? And I want you to get ready to mingle because if when you are single, you can mingle more. But if you're in a relationship where you're not happy, then you can't mingle and you will have some anxiety and you could develop social anxiety if you're not careful or you could develop OCD or develop many other social or anxiety disorders. Another thing that can cause anxiety is a medical illness stress because we all in this world, or some people do, like the Joker. And by the way, I should highly recommend you go see that movie. But anyway, he had in that movie a medical illness which led him to some stresses in his life where he couldn't socialize and he made some valuable points in this world and I my parents don't really highly agree with me but I think he did but he shouldn't have done what he did still but anyway I don't want to spoil the movie for you I think I should go check it out but medical illness is a big thing and I mean medical illness can cause stress and whether it's being kicked out or having your own social demonics then chances are it will cause anxiety because that medical illness can will not be tolerated by this world and you could go to jail if you're not careful so I think you need to help the medical illness people instead of pushing them onto the side. And because if we help them, they won't be as has anxiety and they could probably move on to live a normal life and fit into society like everyone else does. Another thing that can cause anxiety is a medical side effect. And what I mean by this is if we have medicine that we have to take due to something else that does not involve anxiety and they could re and that medicine means like side effects, anxiety, and then you give it to them and your child may develop anxiety it says it on there, that well could cause anxiety. And unfortunately, you may have to switch medicine would be the best idea. But if that's the only medicine that helps, then you just have to control that anxiety to the best of your ability. And you have to control it with both parts, the parent's sides and the, the children's sides in order to control that anxiety. Or otherwise, it's going to be a melee in your house and it will not be a happy place and will not become a happy Gilmore. And the only reason why I said that is because of a movie. Man, I'm talking about movies, talking about movies a lot in this episode. But anyway, uh, anyway... I'll keep my mouth shut. But if this medicated side effect that is caused by anxiety, we could very well could, and I mean very well could, go violent if this medication is not solved and we have to find a way to control it, whether it's doing something stupid or, or even smart. I mean, if it's stupid, then so be it. But if it's smart and it helps you, then just do it because it will help you and you will feel completely better in this world and this world will treat you just like anyone else would. Another thing that can cause anxiety is use of an illegal drug. Now, this is for all you people who smoke out there. And, and in my opinion, the first thing for this idea is simple. Don't do drugs or don't smoke pot and become a pothead. Because if, that, if you do smoke, I mean, if it relaxes and that's your choice, and that's a decision that you will make, and that may affect your lungs as you get older. But if it could also cause anxiety, if you become a pothead, a drug dealer, a person who smokes meth or heroin or all sorts of drugs. And trust me, I promise you, I do not smoke. If I did, my parents would whoop the floor all over me. But anyway, if the anxiety is produced by your the smoking, then don't do it. Don't do drugs. Don't, don't do it, man. Just don't do drugs unless you want some anxiety. And if you want anxiety because of drugs and you do it for another reason, 
then so be it. But just be warned, anxiety may come with your smoking or your potting, if that's even a word, if you're a pothead. Now, in this world, there are many triggers of anxiety. Some some triggers could be personal demons. And this one is a big one because if you have personal demons that you are trying to fight because everybody has their own demons and anyone has to overcome their own demons or their own struggles in life. And if you can fight these personal demons or your personal demons, you're just having a bad day over the personal demon that happened, then chances are that's going to cause some anxiety and those personal demons will win and Satan will probably be looking down at you and be applauding. I don't think you don't want Satan to be applauding. But these personal demons of yours can be from anything. It can be from your autism to identity issues. It could be to something small over Golden Corral. It could be over a situation that's going on. That's a personal demon. And that personal demon of yours could win if you don't overcome it and you focus on the positives of the anxiety of the of this instead of the negatives over this personal demon of yours. And if this personal demon wins, then Satan will be applauding and you will be exhausted and you won't want to do anything in this world and may if you if it goes gets too bad, it, you could commit suicide. And I don't want you to do that. Trust me. I don't want to see anyone dead on this from listening to this. But if these personal demons win, then you could lose this battle and unfortunately, you could do a lot of things from the from committing suicide to hanging yourself and I don't want that like I said a million times but whatever you do just don't let these personal demons win and let let loose the demons go and then become the winner and live your life to the fullest another thing that can cause anxiety is performances and this one could be from a minor performance from like a public speaking event to going on America's Got Talent if you get the chance and if someone does on this sh- and from listening to this please do and I will give you I will get come and find you and applaud you for taking my advice, and I will, and I will be a happy man. But anyway, for if you are performing, you always think in this world like, "What if this performance goes wrong? What if it goes wrong? What will happen if it goes wrong? Crap, 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 crap." But think about this though: What if the performance goes right? What if you think, "Oh my goodness!" Like you think people are throwing roses at you, and you taking bows, and people are shaking your hands, and then they're offering you to kiss their babies. I mean, what if that happens? So maybe instead of focus on the wrong, focus on the right. Now you could don't overhype yourself too much, but like I said, the performances can cause anxiety. I mean, I'm not the guy performing anxiety. I mean, I'm an outgoing person. I mean, I'll dance on the floor and public speak for hours. But for another person, maybe due to something else, then that could cause anxiety. I mean, if from a performance, I mean, going on stage is a big deal, and only a certain amount of people can do it. So if you can, I applaud you. But for the people who don't, it's okay if you can't go on stage because there are many people who can't go on stage and get anxiety. But whatever you do, if you do perform and you get anxiety, just don't pee yourself, and then that would be even more embarrassing. Whatever you do, don't faint. But if you can perform, perform and just do the best to your ability and make those people applaud and shake your hand. Something else that can cause anxiety is conflict. And what I mean by this is if conflict happens no matter where it is, from school to work to anywhere, then chances are that's going to cause some anxiety because you want to set everything to go peacefully in this world. And I, I wish this world would be a happier place, but I think bad people are in this world for a reason to teach us a lesson and to keep our anger in check. But anyway, if we have conflict going on, then we need to discuss it with that person and talk to our whoever the boss is and he can solve it. But that can cause anxiety because you don't want to be. You don't want to be a little kid tattletale to backstab someone in the back. I mean, no one does. But if conflict happens and that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. But no matter what happens, always know conflict will arise and the anxiety can be controlled by you. 
it can always be controlled by you. Just make sure that you be the right, be the bigger person and solve the conflict, whatever it is, and solve it in the right way and don't do anything stupid and solve it in a right and also peaceful way where everyone will be happy and be hugging each other if, if they have to. Another thing that can cause anxiety is parties. Now, anyone's probably looking at me like, what? Parties can cause anxiety? Uh, yeah, they can if you're not a big people person because I think sometimes autistic people are emos and support the emos well. Well, emos have, I think, sometimes social issues, and I think we're emo sometimes, because we sometimes, like, just people everywhere, like, crap, overwhelmed, like, people, 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 people everywhere, crap, 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 and it's just, like, we want some room to breathe, I mean, autistic people are sometimes not big outgoers, sometimes they're more to themselves, and do well in small groups, like, just, like, a teeny, eensy, bitsy group, and parties, if we go to one, and we have the capability to, that can cause some social anxiety, because we don't want to say the wrong thing, and they get on people's bad sides, and then no one talks to us and looks at us like we're a bunch of fools because we're really not. But that can cause anxiety because we just want to look at everyone and be the social, and be the popular kid also. And we want the glory. We want to be absolutely glorious. But I think sometimes other, 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 other people take our things from us. But like I said, that's why we have social anxiety because we want to be glorious and we want to feel the intention and we don't want to say the wrong thing and look at us and we don't want to get on people's bad sides. We want everyone to be happy with us and make them proud and know that we are okay people and the fact that we can be, we can go hang out sometime if you want to. Something else that can cause anxiety is financial is issues. Now, I don't think I'll be this one because I'm taking a personal finance class right now. But anyway, that can cause some anxiety because we don't want to go broke, deaf, or be living on the streets and be homeless because that will give us definitely some trauma in our brain. And... If financial issues can become a problem, we should probably go ask our parents and what to do. I mean, that's the best thing to do. But financial issues can't cause anxiety because we do not want to be broke and go deaf. And we want to do things and have the money. It would be so much easier if an autistic person became a millionaire. And I don't know any autistic people who are mil millionaires, but if you do, please give me a holler and tell me one. But anyway, autistic people are not millionaires, and they want to meet the financial issues. I think if you're good at math or science then financial issues won't be a problem. But if you're an English person or a social studies, like, social studies person like me, then financial issues could be an issue. And I, if I did not take a personal finance class this year, I would definitely have some financial issues knowing me. But I think financial issues could cause anxiety as well because money is a big deal because autistic people are also scattered and we don't be scattered all over the place at Walmart. But anxiety, financial issues will cause anxiety if you're not careful and know what money is and how money works or operates. Something else that will cause anxiety is skipping meals. And I'm be, I'll be the first to admit I'm guilty of this one because I'm a big breakfast and dinner eater. I'm not a big lunch guy because I take medicine. My stomach's not hungry. But anyway, we like to skip meals a lot. People like to skip meals. And skipping meals, we all need our nutrition in our body. We need three meals a day. And if we don't have those three meals a day, that's going to cause some anxiety because we're hungry and it's not good for our health. And I wish... I didn't take medicine sometimes because I want to eat. I'm a big eater, and I would rather have breakfast, lunch, dinner, not breakfast and dinner, and then skip lunch. I mean, I'm not that type of guy. So if the way to do this is to eat all three meals, no matter if you're hungry, and lunch could just be a little something. I am guilty of skipping lunch, but I think the way to improve is to eat lunch and instead not fill, my too, fill myself up with too much breakfast or dinner. The final thing that in my eyes cause anxiety is caffeine because caffeine likes to stimulate your brain, and if you drink too much caffeine... Your brain will be so stimulated, you'll be all hyper and, and probably have anxiety and won't know what to do because of all that caffeine you drink. 
And be careful with the caffeine, though, because it, you'll also get fat. And I don't want anyone to get fat on this show. I mean, I mean, I'll admit I'm pretty, I'm pretty size guy. I mean, my stomach's probably a big old, looks like a round bowling ball. I think sometimes. But anyway, if I don't think I'm too fat, I think I looks like a baseball actually. But anyway, caffeine can cause anxiety because of all the stimulation. So if you drink probably like 50 milligrams of caffeine, I think that's too much. I mean, every once in a while, I don't see a problem with oh, cheating it with Starbucks or just coffee but if you drink too much caffeine you will have have some anxiety i can promise you that and if you want your brain to be stimulated too much that's your choice but i would highly recommend not drinking caffeine every day no matter if it's coffee or a soda or whether even it's dr pepper now anxiety is an emotional feeling that i feel like people do not need to see our anxiety whether it's in our house or it is at church because if it was up to me and what was acceptable in society i'd be a guy hiding in the bench so people could not see my anxiety attack or an anxiety issue but anyway, that's, of course, not acceptable. But that's what it would be up to you. So I feel like if we're having anxiety, maybe parents should help them. But I feel like people in the world should not look at the person they're having anxiety. Instead, focus on whatever they're doing or whatever their task is doing or whatever they're supposed to be doing in that place or what you the hidden, or the hidden rules are in that world or the hidden behavior that you're supposed to do when you go in a place. And not look at the anxiety that's happening to us because we cannot help it. We would rather do it in private than in public. Now, in anxiety world, I can not only have autism, but if someone gets worse, they can develop something else as well from anxiety. There are five major anxiety disorders that they could develop. And to look at those four, look at those disorders, you can look at the fourth video below to learn those disorders because they are big disorders. And I'd be careful with your anxiety and d not develop those five major anxiety disorders and make sure that your anxiety is at least too low level on the chart. Now, parents, I know I said this a while back ago, but I think the best thing for you to do if your child is having anxiety or is leave them alone, but only leave them alone only if they are functioning. Because if they're not functioning, then the world's going to look at them. You're going to get the stares. And I'm not saying that's bad because you can't help it. I said that in 107 meltdowns. But honestly, if, if you're not functioning, they could harm someone. They could harm an innocent person person they can harm a baby and not realize it so be careful with that and if they're functioning give them some space give them some time man just leave them alone but if they're not functioning then do me a favor and then like i said before be there for your autistic son or daughter because how would you like this they basically flush you down the toilet they're not being there for you because how would you like to say the future of you is down the toilet <laughs> how would you like to hear that from them because that's what they're basically saying but they're not there for you that's what I call bad parenting 101. That's the first thing I call with bad parents. And if you cannot be there for their son or daughter, they're having anxiety, don't be there for them. Be a, be a bad parent. You should go to jail. And what I think you should do is you should get smacked by you should get smacked by a king and get smacked by anyone in this world because they, anyone could raise, and you're not there, that person B could raise it better than you. So be there. And if you're not there, what, you're a bad parent and you're a liar, you're manipulative, and you should not be a parent and you should go to jail and live your life in the hole of a jail cell. Now, anxiety, like I said, can also have more thinking through because we always second guess ourselves. I always second guess my decisions, no matter what it is. I don't care what it is. That's the type of person I am. I always second guess my decisions, and I want because I want to make the right choice. And I don't know if it's right or not. So after we make the choice, we don't know if it's right or not because we feel like it was like, uh, was it right? Was it right? Uh, uh, because we're scared it wasn't right. And we are scared. We want to make you guys happy. We want to make the world happy by making the right choice. And we, can, if we can't tell it's right and we are overanalyzing, 
then that can cause anxiety if we think about it too much, and that could put us in a hole because we want to make everyone happy. We, we want to make, like I said, the smart or the right thing, or wrong, right, or smart, and want to wait because that's what's always between. So when it comes down to the smart or right, I'm the guy who wants to do the right, but then again, I don't know if it was the right because maybe the smart thing is also the right thing. But like I said, we don't know if it was right or not. We just want to know if it's right or wrong. We want to know through a king or through our parents or through our grandparents or even maybe maybe even through Jesus. We want to know whether it's right or not. That's all we want to know, whether the decision was right or wrong or smart or just smart and right or just smart or just stupid. And we want to know, was it right or not? And we, we pray to the Lord have mercy that anxiety won't happen if we make the right decision, because we don't know. We just don't know, man. I wish we knew, but we just don't. And I wish we could help, but we just can't. And sadly, when I say this, overanalyzing will be expected, like I said, in 108, but it could also cause some anxiety. So be warned, parents. If they overanalyze, be there for them as well, because anxiety will happen if they overanalyze too much. I can guarantee you that. So if we make the right choice and we don't know, then help us out knowing whether we made the right choice or not. That's the best thing you can do for us, parents. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I know I said it can happen at a drop of a dime, but there are actually some signals that a person is having some anxiety. Some signals could be quietness. And what I mean by this is if the person is more outgoing, like, woohoo, yippee kaye, and they're more like, yeah, sure, whatever, then they're, and they're more quiet, then chances are they're having anxiety because they want to think and they want to make the right choice, like I said. And their way of thinking is by being quiet and thinking, themselves so they want to give it a shot first and try to think of the right solution by themselves before going to their parents or before going to the best person who gives advice in the family or the best friend who gives the best advice now give them time if they're being quiet because they may come up with a solution they may be like eureka and give them a chance and they will do it and they can do it if you give them some time but if you're like right beside them they can't think but if you're quiet and you're quiet as a mouse and you're and you're quiet as a mouse, like I said earlier, and thinking about it and let them think, they might come up with a solution, but you got to be quiet and give them time. So another signal that you that they're having anxiety is panicking. And what I mean by this is they're going like, <sighs> and they're definitely having an anxiety because panicking, that's another way of saying anxiety. And when they panic, they don't know what to do. They're all over the place. They're scattered. They're having a tough time figuring out what the best idea is. And if you guys don't know what to do, then they're going to have a panic for a while until they come up with a solution. Like And like I said a while back ago, that's their way of thinking. That's their process going, oh, ding, 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 idea. And like 106, daily changes, they're not just like having – that's not the only way of thinking. That's their way – panicking is their way of thinking. And if they have to panic to think, then that's what they got to do. And, and that's sad to say, but it's unfortunately true. And – if they panic, you know, you never know. They might come up with the best solution ever, and that solution could work, and that panicking can lead to a solution that can make them move on and live there and continue on with their life and make them happy again. Another signal that they're having anxiety is an, some unacceptable behaviors. And what I mean by this is that they're banging their head like, like that, or they're doing like something stupid or banging their head on the wall or doing the splits or they're doing something weird, then chances are they're having a humongous, and I mean humongous, anxiety attack because they're doing something weird, it's unacceptable, and you got to calm them down to the best of your ability. And if you can't, then you're going to have to drag them through the car and make them calm down there. But they will have to use some space if they can't calm down in public. And if it's unacceptable behavior that they're doing at home, then just let them do it. 
unless it's like damaging something. But if it's unacceptable behavior in public, you gotta calm them down, whether it's the hard way or the easy way. Another signal is they're having flashbacks, and they're having flashbacks over a day to two years ago. I mean, the flashbacks can cause anxiety because when we're bored, we tend to think our back on our past, and the past can cause us some anxiety. Like we're just like, oh, why do we do that? And that's when we're having anxiety because flashbacks can occur at any moment at the drop of a dime. But those signals of flashbacks, and we're like, huh, like in the movies, then changes are we're having anxiety because we made the right choice and we just feel really, really bad and we're trying to be good-hearted people. Another way of telling that we're having anxiety, another signal could be muscle tension. If we're clenching our fists or we're trying to be Hulk Hogan, then we're probably having muscle tension and we're having anxiety because we don't know what else to do. And I think the way we could solve that problem is by getting, buying your child a stress ball because maybe they just need something to squeeze. I mean, I know it's weird to say, and I, if you have a dirty mind, don't get this the wrong way. And I, if you do, I ought to kick your butt. But anyway, if you have muscle tension, you're squeezing something, and they just need to squeeze something, then the stress ball is the perfect solution because all they need to do is squeeze something. That's when they clutch in their fists. That's why they're trying to be Hulk Hogan. They want something to squeeze or something to grab on tight. And that if that's what they got to do to help them. And that's what helps. I mean, sometimes it helps me when I'm stressed. And look at me. I'm perfect, man. I have no stress today. The final signal is we're having sleep problems. And if we're just turning, twisting, flopping all over the bed, then we're probably having some anxiety because we just cannot sleep. And we're having a tough time sleeping and having our time resting because the brain stimulus is having a hard time moving on and being a turd and being all all over the place and being a pinball machine. But if we're having sleep problems and we can't sleep, then we're having anxiety because we want to know the answer right now. We're not moving on until this anxiety until an answer is solved, and we're, we flat out refuse to sleep until anxiety is solved and until there's a solution. And I mean, it, we won't sleep forever, and if that means a whole night. Then so be it. But that's what we feel like, and that's why we can't sleep until we have a solution. And we want that solution right now, or there will be no sleep for us, or for no sleep at all until the solution. Hands down. Don't care about the problems, period. That's what we think, and we, those sleep problems can't cause us, we believe that the sleep problems can cause us some bad news, of course, but we think it's worth it in the end. Now, there are some certain ways we can recognize anxiety in this world. Now, look at the website for that, and I read this. There are a lot of ways that website will tell you how we can all recognize anxiety. I mean, it's better for you to read the, the article than for me to tell you, because I would be here all day. In conclusion, anxiety is used in everyone. But others do not as much as someone with autism does because in a statistic, autism research, because they said that 40% of those who have autism also have anxiety. So when we do have anxiety, we just want space and unconditional love and support, just like you guys have and just like everyone in this world should have. Well, that'd be all for us today. And I hope you learned something about anxiety. And I want you right now to go help someone with anxiety and calm them down to the best of your ability and make sure that in the end, they have no stresses at all. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.